That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Atkinson here. Welcome to another podcast. If you've read my books or maybe read some of the articles I've written, you know that one of my big gripes is that too often the news is on narrative, reporting the same stories over and over again, maybe from slightly different angles, but we're hearing about Trump's tweets or what's happening in Washington, D.C., and very little about what else is going on in the world. Well, today I want to talk about some documents that were recently released by Congress that say some important and interesting things, but nobody really reported this from what I can tell. Now, these documents were just released by Senator Chuck Grassley, Republican of Iowa. At the time a lot of this material was gathered, he was the Senate Judiciary Committee chairman. And also part of releasing the documents is Senator Ron Johnson, a Republican of Wisconsin, He's the Homeland Security Committee chairman. Also, senators who took part in collecting these documents and interviews that are part of them are Democrats, Senator Dianne Feinstein and Senator Claire McCaskill. They have to do with information collected on the Hillary Clinton classified email investigation and how the FBI handled the probe. The most important information came from two investigators who worked for the Intelligence Community Inspector General at the time and were part of investigating possible national security implications of Hillary Clinton using a private server to handle classified government email. So let me go over a couple of the highlights I gleaned from reading all of these documents. First of all, almost all of Hillary Clinton's emails, it turns out, were surreptitiously sent to a mysterious email address. A foreign hack was suspected and it wasn't the Russians. The FBI's Peter Strzok, the agent Strzok we've heard so much about in the Trump investigation into Russia, says he doesn't recall investigators from the Intelligence Community Inspector General's office telling him of this suspected national security breach involving Hillary Clinton's emails, and he was in charge of the email probe. Clinton State Department officials, according to the documents, allegedly sought to manipulate email classifications in order to protect Hillary Clinton when this investigation was going on. And investigators in the Clinton email probe say they were followed and burglarized during their investigation. Let's talk about some of the details by backing up a little bit and reminding you of the background. During the 2016 election year, intelligence community investigators briefed the FBI, including Agent Strzok, on China's possible hack into Hillary Clinton's private server. But they say they got the cold shoulder from the FBI. That's according to interview transcripts and summaries included in the documents. 
In February 2016, while working for the Intelligence Community Inspector General, two investigators named Frank Rucker and Jeanette McMillian had identified the possible national security breach in the Clinton email probe. What was the breach? It was a strange email address that, get this, was found in the metadata within almost every one of the more than 30,000 government emails that Clinton improperly routed through her private server as Secretary of State. The mysterious email address they found was carterheavyindustries at gmail.com. The two investigators, Rucker and McMillian, found that nearly all of Clinton's sent and received emails were surreptitiously routed to that mysterious email address. Based on their research, they suspected it was a secret repository or a live Dropbox, as they called it, installed by Chinese interests. According to their testimony to congressional investigators, and this was last December, but just made public recently, Rucker and McMillian, the investigators, drew this important anomaly to the attention of the FBI in February of 2016. They attended a meeting that included Agent Peter Strzok, whom Rucker described as aloof and dismissive. Rucker says when he informed Strzok of the potential Chinese hack, Strzok seemed nonplussed by the information and didn't ask any follow-up questions. Both the investigators, Rucker and McMillian, say when they briefed other FBI agents, the agents remained, quote, poker-faced, indicated they were already aware of the issue, and questioned Rucker and McMillian as to how they found the information. McMillian testified that she and Rucker, quote, let the FBI know that the Intelligence Community Inspector General was not trying to do the FBI's job, and they only found it by means of protecting assets and sources. Rucker and McMillian say they never received any follow-up from the FBI, and they don't know what work the FBI did regarding this security breach. Based on congressional testimony from Strzok, it's possible the FBI did nothing, because remarkably, Strzok testified that he doesn't even recall receiving the information about the suspected Chinese hack from the intelligence community Inspector General investigators. This happened at a congressional hearing in July 2018. Congressman Louis Gohmert, a Republican from Texas, asked Strzok about his meeting with intelligence community Inspector General Investigator Rucker in February 2016. Now, at the time, we didn't have the full context for why Gohmert was asking these questions. But Strzok testified that he remembered meeting Rucker on one or two occasions, but did not recall the specific content or discussions. So Gohmert said, quote, Mr. Rucker reported to those of you, the four of you there, in the presence of the intelligence community inspector general attorney, that they had found this anomaly on Hillary Clinton's emails going through their private server, and when they had done the forensic analysis, they found that her emails, every single one except four, over 30,000, were going to an address that was not on the distribution list. It was a compartmentalized bit of information that was sending it to an unauthorized source. Do you recall that? Gomert asks Strzok. Strzok answers, sir, I don't. Gomert finishes by saying, he went on to explain it and you didn't say anything. You thanked him. You shook his hand. In other words, Strzok is saying he has no recollection of this investigator telling him in 2016 that Hillary Clinton's emails have been compromised, possibly by Chinese assets. Also included in these newly released documents is more information, 
to try to learn about the possible hack by the Chinese, the Department of Justice Inspector General subpoenaed Paul Combetta. Combetta is the man who administered Clinton's server, and he was subpoenaed for documents regarding that suspicious email address. Combetta's counsel, according to the newly released documents, responded that Combetta had no relevant documents on this and that Carter Heavy Industries at gmail.com was a made-up name. Now, Combetta is the Clinton associate who, in March of 2015, permanently deleted a large number of Clinton's emails after they had been subpoenaed by Congress. He used special software to prevent their forensic recovery. Combetta declined to be interviewed by the Justice Department Inspector General about all of this. He and two other computer experts who worked on Clinton's private email server, Bill Thornton and Brian Pagliano, asserted their Fifth Amendment right not to testify to Congress about the email mess. Pagliano and Combetta were ultimately granted immunity from prosecution by the Justice Department under President Obama. Two attorneys who worked for Clinton also received immunity, you may recall, Cheryl Mills and Heather Samuelson. So did John Bentle, head of the State Department Information Resources Management Office, when Clinton was Secretary of State. Anyway, the newly released documents also confirm the FBI discovered compromises to email accounts of numerous Clinton associates who emailed her, including advisor Sidney Blumenthal and State Department official Jake Sullivan. Ultimately, then-FBI Director James Comey, you'll recall, concluded that while Clinton was grossly negligent in mishandling classified government information on her unsecured personal server, her abuses, he said, were not intentional and she should not be charged with any crime. Okay, besides the startling news that struck the lead agent in the FBI Clinton email investigation doesn't recall a conversation about the possible Chinese hack, there's other new information contained in the documents that were recently released. There were deliberate efforts by State Department loyalists to manipulate the classification level of documents, according to the two investigators, Rucker and McMillian. They say senior Obama State Department officials sought to downgrade classified material to reduce the perceived volume of classified government information discovered on Clinton's unsecured private server. The State Department officials they named include Austin Evers, Catherine Duvall, and Ambassador Patrick Kennedy. Rucker says that in one meeting, the State Department's Kennedy threw documents across the table at him and asked, why does this need to be classified? Whistleblower career employees within the State Department also reportedly notified the intelligence community that others at State involved in the review process deliberately changed classification determinations to protect Secretary Clinton. This is not the first time, by the way, that State Department officials have been accused of tampering with documents in order to protect Clinton. During the investigation into the Obama administration's handling of the Islamic extremist terrorist attacks against Americans in Benghazi, Libya, in 2012, it was alleged that Clinton loyalists in the State Department took part in an after-hours review and separation of subpoenaed Benghazi documents. According to a whistleblower who spoke to me, former State Department diplomat Raymond Maxwell, he witnessed the session on a weekend in the basement of the State Department. Maxwell told me that two Clinton confidants were present, Cheryl Mills, Clinton's chief of staff and a former White House counsel who defended President Clinton during his impeachment trial, and Deputy Chief of Staff Jake Sullivan, who previously worked on Hillary Clinton's then-Barack Obama's presidential campaigns. 
Mills and Sullivan had no comment at the time when contacted for my news report on the subject. Maxwell says no law enforcement officials ever interviewed him about the alleged document sorting session in the State Department basement. Back to the newly released documents. There are some chilling disclosures from the investigators at the Intelligence Community Inspector General's office working on the Clinton email probe. Intelligence Community Inspector General Charles McCullough says he noticed a Jeep following him from the State Department to the door of his house. Another Intelligence Community Inspector General official also reported being followed by a Jeep. Yet another reported he was burglarized and all his computers were stolen. And McCullough, the Inspector General at the time, says he discovered someone sorting through his recycling bin at home. What else is in the newly released documents? Well, they also disclose an alleged leak within the Intelligence Community Inspector General's office. The suspected leaker, say the documents, was the son of a pastor and advisor to the Clintons. However, Inspector General McCullough made the decision not to confront the official or pursue an investigation into whether he had leaked classified information and he was not formally charged or accused of anything. Rucker and McMillian, the two investigators, were interviewed about all of this last December by a bipartisan group of staff members from Senator Grassley and Johnson's office and Feinstein and McCaskill. All of this information came from the summary of their classified interview and relevant exhibits that were recently made public. You can read more at CherylAckison.com and actually see some of the exhibits. By way of additional background, Strzok and former FBI official Andrew McCabe have both filed lawsuits against the Justice Department, alleging that their firings under President Trump were politically motivated. Strzok was removed, you may recall, from the special counsel investigation into alleged Trump-Russia collusion after it was learned he sent voluminous anti-Trump text messages to his alleged FBI mistress, attorney Lisa Page. McCabe was fired after the Justice Department Inspector General found he authorized leaks in the probe into the Clinton Foundation and then allegedly did not tell the truth about them when asked by investigators. Both men deny any wrongdoing. I hope you found this new information interesting. Leave comments on my website and pass along this podcast if you enjoyed it. Do your own research. Make up your own mind. Think for yourself.